0: Welcome to my podcast, and today I'm speaking to one of my very good friends, Jake Smaritz, the co-founder and owner of Expat Explore, very successful, one of the biggest now European travel companies. And as part of my podcast series, talking to people about their inspirational journeys in entrepreneurship um, and in jobs and everything that they've been doing, it is a huge Honour to welcome you today to tell us a little bit how you started this, the whole journey you've been on, and how you got to the place where you are today. So welcome very much, Jakes. It's a pleasure to have you today.
1: Thank you, Liesl. You think you're excited? I'm incredibly excited. This is great. It's great being on one of your first podcasts. Uh, I love doing and sharing, uh, and I love to share my story, myself and Carl's story, who's my business partner. And uh, I absolutely love the in, uh, innovation you've shown or that you're showing by having this podcast. Um, and yeah, before we even start, I think uh, I, I want to wish you all the best and all the success with this podcast. And it's great to be one of your first guests on your podcast.
0: Thank you so much, James. So let's start at the start. <laughs> um I, as I've mentioned, I know you probably for just over half of my life now. I probably know you from even earlier.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't from you're where you're age now. That's <laughs> that's one of the things you shouldn't do.
0: Exactly, <laughs> both of us. Yeah.
1: Um
0: but yes, we we both come from Bloemfontein um, in the middle of South Africa. I've known you from school, known about you, but um, we very much got to know each other much better when we were at university, and. Um, Also started to become friends and we're together on the Student Representative Council of the University of the Free State in Bloemfontein. The reason why I have you here today is that we want to talk about Expat Explore, the travel company that you and Carl started Now, probably, how long is it ago? 17 years ago, Um, roughly? Yeah, 17, 18 years.
1: I think we're in our 18th season, so yeah. 17, 18
0: years ago. And I remember it so well because um, you launched a party back in 2004, (laughs) I think. A launch party where I was as well. And, you know, you guys had this fantastic um, idea and plan and this vision of building this company. And now looking back... 17 years later and seeing the success that you have had, I just think it's a wonderful and inspirational story to talk about. Um, but the question obviously always comes back on how how did you get to this point? How did you decide to start this? How did you get together? So if you can tell us a little bit about how did you meet um, Carl and how did you manage to set up this company and, and got to this idea?
1: Okay, certainly. I mean, it is quite an... Uh interesting story um and with different angles but i'm gonna i'll give you the uh, the mainstream one if you will no no i'll go into a bit more depth um as you as you might have said before uh, might have mentioned um, obviously I, I come from Lefontaine, um grew up there uh, i had a brilliant upgrade bringing same as you i mean it was one a wonderful childhood and went to Free State University where um, I, I did, you know, I, I stayed for seven years, did a few degrees. Um, I didn't spend all my time with <laughs> just one of those. And um, when I left uni, I decided to go to England. My then girlfriend, now wife, who you know very well, was claims that I followed her. That's absolutely not the truth. I went she there because you. I wanted yeah, yeah, I wanted to <laughs> broaden my horizons and experience the world. And as we all did in those days, we all went to London because it was such a uh, a brilliant uh, gateway to Europe and the rest of the world, location wise. You couldn't ask for any better. So I ended up in London. I think I was about two thousand and three, more or less. And when I got there, I realised that you know, in in the real world out there, outside the the boundaries of the university, it's it's actually really hard to get going. Uh, with a career, even though I, I've I, I've done a few degrees, and um, as you might know as well. I mean, I am.
0: Um, I, I I am. Um, you know, I know that you did your MBA. You know, and you. You know, I think the same with me. Like we all went after uni with degrees and, you know, master's degrees, and you just think, oh, you know, there's going to be jobs, but it wasn't always as easy to find exactly. No, right it thing. wasn't
1: because uh, I mean, you were. I'm not saying overeducated in a sense, but I mean, you didn't have any real world experience, and I think that's the the thing that we uh, found out very quickly. But the thing about me, I've always been entrepreneurial of nature. I mean, it's a, it's an open ended, ended question what it means. But for me, it's fundamentally being able to find a solution. You know, when you're up against it, uh, you know, you have to find a way just to survive or to, to move forward. And, and pretty soon after I arrived in the UK, I I established a a new business. That in itself is a is a very very interesting story, but that's not the topic.
0: uh, You can tell us as well.
1: Well, (laughs) what happened was that I had to. um, Well, a friend of ours, uh, you know him as well. He was teaching at a, a London school in, the, uh, in, in, in Stratford, in London, not stratford on avon And um, at the time, I was struggling with, struggling with different jobs. And uh, we were at a, a braai once, a, a barbecue for those people who are listening from abroad. And um, when he heard what I did, which was uh, security work, nothing wrong with that, but I was uh, a, a security guard in don't even quite remember where it was he nearly fell off his chair laughing and said I'm the most overqualified security guard in the history of the UK <laughs> and he told me that I should actually go to his school and uh, because he's going to quit the next day and they're looking for a new teacher I don't know what what I taught again I want to uh, but
0: I remember that wasn't it goal. So school up? I think it was the goal. It, oh, yes. you know, it
1: was an all goal school. Oh, uh, no, it was because at the time in the UK, you were allowed to teach if you had a, a, a tertiary education. And I got there, and on the day the deputy deputy headmaster asked me whether I'm coming through an agency or not. Um, and immediately I thought to myself, if I go through an agency, I might actually be able to earn more. And I told him that I'm, no, I've been placed by an agency. And there was no agency, but what I did that very day was to start up my own agency. So, and that was my first business actually. Um, long story short, a few months later, about six months, uh, I decided to move on to greener pastures, but I already had, I think about three or no, four or five uh, teachers placed at that school. Through your new agency. Through my new agency. And actually, everything grew from there. Um, I started in teaching, uh, but then I started doing uh, placements um, in the uh, medical sector, uh, various, um, I think that we had dieticians and uh, social workers. And what naturally followed that was because a lot of expats or uh, people from abroad in the UK uh, wanted the opportunity to perhaps stay a little bit longer after a two-year working holiday visa uh you know after the two-year working holiday visa expired and i uh educated and registered to do immigration law um, and i started on that and i and at that stage i thought to myself you know something that's going to follow will be a very natural fit is because you now have a job i've given you i've, I've given, sorted you with a job um, I've made sure that you can stay longer, but obviously people still want to travel. And at the time, most people from abroad or from many countries had to apply for Schengen visas to travel to Europe, as you know. And um, at the time, I wanted to apply for, uh, you know, to be, become an agent to process Schengen visas. And around right about that time, Carl approached me and we, we knew each other, you know, somewhat from uni. He was at a different university than us. Um, he was in this uh, SRC, the student body over there as well. Um, and he heard, he heard that I had this business and he approached me and said, you know, I mean, he wants to start a travel business, um, whether we can do it jointly, whether I can help him with that. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to do Schengen Visa. So the two concepts might actually work very well together. And that's how we came upon the idea of Expat Explore. Um, and you're absolutely right. We did launch our company. By having one massive party, we invested or we used our entire marketing budget of £800 for that, (laughs) if you remember correctly. I remember. Yeah, the key was just to have uh, uh, free drinks (laughs) on us. (laughs) (laughs) And we told everybody we're launching this business. And the first thing we did was to register with the French consulate. I wrote them a letter. They didn't actually accept new companies or new businesses or agents at the time, but I had the whole letter translated into French and I think that impressed them and they accepted us. And within a year, I think we were probably the biggest agency at the French consulate. And we combined that with trips to mainland Europe, uh, mostly France, which we did ourselves because um, through all of this, the reason why we were both in the UK at the time is because we have this absolute passion for travel and experiencing new things. Mm -hmm. And that's the humble beginnings of Expert Explore.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, like you say, I mean that was that was the main reason I I went abroad. Um, you know, um, originally back in two thousand and three was just to see the world. And um, I um, I I used to do all my all the trips and travel for ourselves, you know, or even friends. Um, you know, set up the tours because I just oh well, not the tours set up the travels yeah, and the right. innovation because I just I just loved it, and I think I was secretly quite. A, Quite jealous of you guys, just starting your own travel I company. Know. You even,
1: know, even <laughs> I, even though I make a living living out of this, I mean, when we traveled as a group of friends. You were you were the person who actually <laughs> did all the arrangements. <laughs> we could just sit back and relax.
0: Sometimes you know, travel is just such a passion, and um, and that, I think that that's one of the reasons I think you and Cole, um have been so successful is because you have a passion for this. And I think anything that you do, you really need to have a passion for that and making it possible and see how people um, how people um, enjoy it. You know, that just makes it not really a job, but, um, you know, it's just something you, will, you you love to do. So the first two is where, um, to Paris, Carl, um I don't think it's mentioned, it's Carl Cronier. I don't know if I've mentioned his last name. Oh, <laughs> In no, case anybody doesn't know who <laughs> Carl is. <laughs> so Jakes Maritz and Carl Cronier, the co-founders of Expat Explore. Um, so um, Carl... Became an expert of Paris, and like you say, people needed Schengen visas, and Paris was France was normally um, a popular choice because it was easy to get there. So your first tours were literally, I think, a weekend tour, coach um, tours from London to Paris, taking groups of people, doing the sightseeing yourself. Um, that was the beginning, and 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 then what 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 happened next? How did you start to um, to expand?
1: Well, I think pretty soon after that, because the the the, the weekend trips um, combined with the Schengen visas was a it was a, a great combination because um, I mean you applied for your Schengen, but you had to actually have a tour book, booked booked um, uh, to to apply for this visa. So the combination was that we we alternated weekends myself and Carl to take people to Paris and give them a little extra, you know, a, a nice tour. Um, which, by incidentally, to this day is the foundation of our, our, our Paris uh, day tours. When we're on tour there, we actually op- offer it as an optional excursion. But, um, and we did a lot of research in terms of the history to actually add value, not just show people sites, but for them to experience uh, French culture, Paris for what it is, the wonderful city that it is, you know, food, um, everything that, that's going on there. But soon after that, we started to expand because I think the, the goal was always, that was just a, a means to an end, the Schengen visas, uh, the day trips, but the, the goal was always to um, showcase uh, at that time uh, more of Europe to people living in the UK. Um, at the time we focused most, mostly on expats, so it's people from abroad living there, hence the name, Expat Explore, but over time, obviously that changed a lot. But um, there's so much um, recognition in the name that we, we're not, we haven't changed it and we're not likely to change it going forward. But yeah, pretty soon we started with the, the longer tours, um, mostly of Western Europe after that, where we did multiple countries. And from, that, um, from there, we grew in terms of our portfolio that I think uh, up to the pre-COVID stage, we had about, I think it's close to 80, even more, different itineraries that we ran in that year so yeah it's 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 quite broad but yeah that's how it all started
0: yeah so from just paris to western europe multi-country tours expanding then i think um if i remember right um into tours of um of italy and the uk and um as you say, I think at the moment 80 itineraries you've had which included um literally around the globe. Um Asia.
1: Yeah, I mean um, it's uh, I mean it's a natural fit. It's a natural uh, organic expansion or growth of the company because the concept remains pretty much the same. Um and I think for us we we um I mean pretty Pretty soon, we realized that um, once you've had a good experience with us, uh, fundamentally, you would want to have the same, even though it might be elsewhere. So, and for a lot of people, they will go back to Europe over and over again, especially uh, from certain countries. But, I mean, the world, Europe is not the the whole world. I mean, you would want to experience more, and we can actually offer more. That's why we started to expand to other continents. Uh, I think we started uh, in the Middle East or Egypt, um, and from there we expanded. And I think, um, yeah, I think we're pretty much everywhere now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and in um, uh, in the Middle East, I think you have Jordan, Israel, Egypt, Turkey, and South Africa, which is in um, also in Africa, together with Egypt. And um, you have South America: Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile. I'm looking here on your website: um, Costa Rica, Panama, Peru in Asia, Cambodia, Vietnam, Japan, um, and, um, and America and Canada, together with um, with Eastern and um, Western Europe, the UK and Ireland. I mean, it's it's everywhere. I think you just, um, oh, yeah. which, which continents are you Looks missing? like it. Um, Australia.
1: <laughs> Australia,
0: yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, um, um, uh, how many is so how how did you do this i mean for me that is just absolutely mind-blowing you know i i always think of you know wanting to start my own thing and and um i guess you have you out you 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 guys always had this vision of going bigger and bigger i believe and to be the best and growing um but it must feel if you start with literally the two of you um why did you how did you get yourself motivated? How did you plan this did you have a business plan did you have a vision? Um, yeah how did you how did you make this happen in short?
1: <laughs> Ooh, that, that is a well, a loaded question I mean there's there are so many angles to that um I think for us uh, fundamentally I mean even to this day we we still base everything that we do, um, on our core values as an organization. I mean, when you talk about the core values and what it is that we do, it will be, for example, that um, we seek solutions to problems. So it's we, we actually refer to it as problems before solutions because travel is a, is a volatile industry. Um, you have a new challenge every single day. So you've got to find a way to, to overcome those. And we're also a very innovative company. Um, I think at the time, maybe it's just quite simply because we uh, had to find a way. The same as I said before, when I arrived in the UK, we had to find a way to overcome. And and we did this through innovation, where a lot of people will often go and sit back um, and wait things out. We've never had that approach, ever. We try and adapt to circumstances. Um, We're still young. I think it might might have been... Uh, you know a a young man's approach to to doing things but for us and both of us it's always been about finding a way that's not necessarily the norm so and to this day we still do things that way but I think the main thing thing for us is how we uh, bring in a distinction in the market and that's that led to our growth because if you go on tour and you ask around you'll have people who's been on tour with us about uh, 12 13 14 times i think the record will be about 15 to 20 and uh, just to put it in context it's not like uh, booking a flight this is uh, this is quite a, a large expense for a lot of people it's for for many people it's a once off something they'll do once in their life or, you know once in their lives and for us it's uh, getting people to come back over and over again is really down to how we do things because to this very day, we believe in the authentic experience of what we give you. We always say we handpick our partners. We go to hotels and and, and and bus companies and all of those. We quite literally handpick those. And most of those people are not just. Uh, it's not just a business relationship. It's a it's a, a true friendship that we uh, we've established with our trade partners. And that's how we we do things. So. And we're very proud to actually put our name on what we do. And I think that's something that resonates with people who truly love travel. I mean, if you you can travel and you can go sightseeing, but what we offer is all of that. And also, the other thing we talk about, we always say what we do is we do family hosting. And what we mean by that is from the moment you interact with us, when you step on a coach or whatever form of transport we provide, um, you experience more than just experiencing new places. You experience different cultures because our guests come from all over the world, the US, Australia, you name it. There's not a country in this world where we haven't had people from and they're all all ages, um, all nationalities. By the end of that tour, you'll find a group of people that's become best friends and stay in touch for years after. after. So I think that's the recipe that led us to grow um, so fast um yeah but yeah, yeah. So, so
0: i mean for, for the way it looks for me always you know as an outsider um and 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 seeing uh feedback from people and seeing videos and talking to people who've been on your tours it is um you're not just like a Call it like call like a cattle carrier and taking people from A to B, or just getting people to go on your tours and and getting more people or growing, you know, to expand the business. You you want to make it an authentic experience, and um, and it's really about the person giving them the real feel of that country. Because something that in my travels um, have sometimes disappointed me is when you come to a place, it's so commercial that you don't you lose the essence of. Of, um, of the real place. So for me, it's always like, I want to have the real experience of that real country. And it that is, what I think you guys definitely give people and that's probably absolutely. why they go back. <laughs>
1: mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, as, as I said, when we choose our, our partners, uh, our providers, that's, that's what we look for. I mean, if you, for example, if we, we, we were wearing branded clothes and we we'll, uh, in the middle of Paris, and you will post some of our suppliers, some of the restaurants. They will actually go, come out and greet you, uh, or the group, even if you're not going to go to the restaurant or the excursion. Yeah, even. It's nice. just, it's just uh, a different approach to it, and I think it, it, it flows from a passion for experiencing that kind of thing, which uh, Carl and I do. He lives, he still lives in Switzerland, and if you uh, look at, look at his uh, travel schedule in a normal year, it's 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 quite bizarre i mean he's everywhere and anywhere at the same time you know just experiencing all of this so we can pass it on to people who's going to travel with us
0: that's amazing and your slogan is um travel made possible what do you mean um by that
1: again it speaks to our our nature and our fundamentals our core values of uh of innovation because what we realized at the time as well was that it's not that easy for people to go out and experience what we did because we were living in the UK. We were, um, well, not earning fair wage in the beginning. I think uh, money was a bit tight, but we had the opportunity to go out and do things. But imagine if you have to do that, you, you're you in Australia or the US, uh, you might be retired or you only get 14 days or however many days of leave if you're in the US a year you have to take your kids with so we make things like that possible we find ways for people to to enable people to go and do it I think uh, first, you know, when we started that approach um, we also, we, we call it we, that we make things affordable but there's often a very negative connotation to that but to this day we still have the approach that you do get bang for your buck. I mean, we work with trade partners that won't overcharge and we we don't pass anything on or any charges onto the client. What we do is we we, we we maintain a healthy approach to that so that people can actually reap the benefit of, of, of what we fight for and what we negotiate on the road. So we really are of the approach to make it possible, no matter who you are, where you're from, you also see with us, because we have such a wide variety of people. We have, and our tour leaders are so experienced. When you have people coming on, you know, getting on a coach or, or whatever mode of transport, it might have different challenges. You know, and might be a bit older and struggling to keep up with the pace. We accommodate for that because we want people to experience, and we shouldn't be, you shouldn't be excluded of that experience just because you find it hard to to experience it.
0: Oh, that sounds really amazing. Like you really try and include everybody. Um, and as far as I know, it's families, it's individual travelers, it's students, it's retired people. You really cater for everybody and everybody is welcome.
1: Yeah, it's a, such a mixed bag. And make, it makes it so interesting. If you ever hop on one of our or join one of our tours, it's just the most fascinating thing because what I usually do is I, I will introduce myself. And I'll walk through the coach, even if it takes two hours, um, and introduce myself to every single person on that bus. And uh, it's always so fascinating fascinating to find out where people are from, which parts of the world, and what they do for a living. We've had, I mean, we've had uh, uh, state prosecutors, people, you know, joining up or being there with a, a person he met on a previous tour that's from... Uh, from panama and you know from all kinds of places it's just uh, it's so bizarre and it's so unique and it makes for such a unique experience
0: i love it that just sounds so much fun and interesting <laughs> um so obviously you and carl it's been a long time since you you had you were able to do um these trips yourself so how many how many travel guides do you have how many um, um, tour leaders
1: yeah let me just think about that and the vicinity of about 40 um on our books obviously it reduced a little um during COVID period but i'll be i think uh, as we pick it up again it will go back up to that level and they do multiple tours throughout the year we have to keep them busy of course of so course. because if you if you have about six seven on departures it's uh, you know it's a lot for of sure. work
0: for sure um so things, as you've mentioned, were growing um, great, and you had about eighty thousand people who've travelled with you in twenty nineteen alone. And then, of course, um, uh, yeah, you also you also um, a few years ago started um, having your own branded coaches. Um, so expert explorers were invisible you know, um, on the roads, um, especially in Europe. Um, and then, of course, 2020 happened. Covid happened, and um, yes. you were probably one of the industries that got hit the worst, with obviously no travel, nobody leaving their houses. I mean, that's what you—that was your business. Um, what happened? How did you deal with that? And and how's it going now? What is the status now?
1: Yeah, as I said before, travel is a very volatile business. I mean, it's not the first crisis we've had to deal with. Um, I mean, thinking back, we had things like financial crisis, which had a major impact on travel, Brexit, um, for some other reason with currency fluctuations had a massive impact. Yeah, I mean, you always have things like ter- terrorist attacks happening in various parts of the world, Arab Spring, um, and then there came the big one, which is COVID, which brought travel all over the world to a grinding halt. But what I did tell people at the time was that it's not our first rodeo. We're presented with a problem, and through an innovative approach, we will overcome this as well. Luckily, I think I'm I'm very conservative in terms of how I manage the company. We manage. We we did have a a, good few years. So. We, we were able to survive the period from a financial viewpoint, which I think is, was the downfall for many travel companies uh, throughout this period. And so we were able to protect at the very least. And we made some uh, tactical moves right in the beginning, not always very nice, but you know ultimately it is about the survival of the company and the interests of our clients who were booked at the time. Because when every, everything stopped, we had close to about 10, 11,000 people on the books for future travel already. And then it became a, or not a challenge, but the approach was to actually keep people in the system to encourage or not encourage, to convince them that travel will recover uh, at some point, which we now say. it was a little bit longer than expected at first, of course, but um, it is something that is happening. And luckily, I think because of the the brand loyalty that we have and the experience people have had with us in the past, uh, they stuck with us. So we didn't have a lot of major outflow of people uh, canceling and just wanting their money back. They committed to future travel. And obviously now that we're in the recovery phase, uh, the the people are very keen to get back on the road. So that's just one of the ways we dealt with this uh, to protect on the one side, which we've had to do in the past. But well, we also saw that as an opportunity for us to, because we knew at you know a few months in that the, the landscape was shifting dramatically for travel, but being an innovative company or being two innovative guys, we, we knew that our focus should be on, on to almost see this as, a, as kind of like an opportunity or an opportunity for us to evolve and become more than what we, we have been up to that point.
0: Sounds like you have really dealt with this big challenge. Um, in a, I'm sure it was not easy.
1: Um, no, it definitely, it's definitely not easy, and it's not for the faint of heart. I must be perfectly honest. No, I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always tell people, you know, expat is like uh, it's like, boy, well, I have two kids, but it's like my third child. It's my eldest, and it's, uh, you know, it's when like seeing a, you know, a child, they suffer. It's, uh, it's, it's really, it's your life work. It's everything that you've built up over the years that's really struggling. And it takes a lot out of you. But um, given our nature, and as I always say, we're quintessentially entrepreneurs. We we love challenges. And I think um, even though it was challenging, um, we were certainly up for it.
0: That is um, such a good um, mindset to have. Because I think if if you've been through this challenge, you know, there's not... Yeah, hopefully there will not be bigger challenges than this. I think this is a pretty, pretty tough one to <laughs> I think to There's have. always
1: going to be the next one and the next one. So but, but at least fine. you know
0: you, you can trust yourself, you get through this, and, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. So um so so everything is starting up again, your tours are starting again. I think they're starting now, now in May, May, June, July. Yeah, um, no,
1: we already have, we've already already have quite a few that's been okay. completed. Uh we even had some last year, but I think uh especially our core itinerary in Europe is now starting back up and it's, it's going well, people, the feedback that we're getting from our tour leaders and uh, the people traveling with us is that uh, it's almost like they, they say Europe is, it feels like the pandemic never happened when they, when they're in Europe and that's great. I mean, it's, it's just, I think people have that absolute desire of getting out there and experiencing things. And that if it's a bucket list item, whether it's a bucket list item or something that you, you, We've done many times before. People are, you yeah, said, so there's a lot of pent-up demand and an eagerness just to go out there and experience. So yeah, it's so far yeah. so good.
0: And I think I'm sure people appreciated it before the pandemic, but it's almost now that you really even more appreciate the Absolutely. ability to see the world and and meet other people and experience all yeah all life and, and the world has and to And as we track. say,
1: we make it possible. Travel made possible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> And, um you, you've mentioned just some innovations and innovative ideas you had to come up up with um is one of that the um the the, co- uh, the the train travel that you have now brought in into your tours
1: um yeah um for us as i said we always have a an innovative approach to what we do and we we've seen this period uh, we as i said they would there's i mean we we, ex- we saw that there's going to be a shift in the travel industry and what we started was a um, a few new concepts, the train trips is just a different mode of transport because we realized that uh, during the COVID period, a lot of people, not a lot of people didn't want to be grouped together in a confined space like a coach and trains allow for more space uh, with people. And that, that, that led to the whole idea of train travel, but it's not train travel like the Siberian Express, for example. It's actually going from one destination to the next with a tour leader and getting off in that city or in that destination, experiencing everything that you would do on a coach and then then hop on the next train train to the next destination. So it's very much like coach travel, just a different mode of transport. Benefits are, of course, you get more time in destination. It's just a different experience. Um, And for us, it made a lot of sense to do that. Also, um, I mean, if you if you want to talk about new things that we've started during the spirit, I mean, there's actually I think about five of them. Um if sure. you get Cole yeah, if you get call going on this, you'll you you'll have to run a three-hour podcast. Yes, you, 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 the, yeah. The
0: plan is to talk to him, you know, very soon yeah. <laughs> to have him on the podcast too, that he can have the opportunity to tell that's about yes. all the new ideas and, and, and initiatives that you guys have.
1: Exactly. So this mm-hmm. is one of them, the uh, Rail Rocker, as we call it. The other thing is called t- Group Tour Shop. Um, and what we do with that is because during the COVID period, a lot of the tour operators, especially those based outside of Europe uh, or the, 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 the key destinations that we operate in, had to, um, to downsize and the first people to to I mean, first, first people I had to let go was obviously the, um, the the people working in procurement and operations. So, and now the landscape changed drastically. And we know what works for tour operators. So, what we do with Group Tour Shop is to construct tours for the travel industry or other operators. So, it's a B two B concept. It's not like a destinations management company, which you go to and ask them. To put something together for you. This is something that's pre designed, a little bit of customization, and you can just sell it on to your clients because we, you know, even though we're always in competition with other operators, we do want people to survive. We don't want to see them go under just because of external circumstances. So obviously, there's benefit for us in that um, and for operators outside of Europe, especially. And so far, we've had some great success with that. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for other guys to get their business up and running very quickly without having to um, restructure their whole company and, and get new staff on board for procurement and, and, and contracting and running tools. So that's a great concept. One of the other things. Yes, yeah,
0: sorry. No, no, no. I mean, it just it sounds like an amazing um, you know, way of, um, of, of helping others in the industry you know, as well and, and working together.
1: Yeah, um, it, it is, and it's, uh, it's uh, I mean, it's just applying our knowledge that we've gained over the years in a different way. Yeah, giving back. Because we know and, how it works. Yeah, and also yeah. to tick the right boxes. I mean, if you think about, um, we're not a small outfit, so we have all the right things in place, like uh, you know, financial protection for if you were to go under, which a lot of people had to let go during this time. Or liability insurance issues and stuff like that, we can deal with. So it's just a way to help other operators. Obviously, I mean there are a few more. The, the one great big bold idea, um, not saying pie in the sky because there's been uh, already been a lot of development on that. Uh, I think prior COVID, Carl started a, a social media platform for travel, specifically for travel. He spent a lot of time. Uh, effort and money of his own personal uh, you know, time and money on on developing a platform, which is kind of like uh, to explain the concept to reimburse or to uh, to reimburse people for creating content when it relates to travel, which in its own right as a business is is fairly solid. And What we've now desa- decided to do was to take it under the Expat Explore or group of companies umbrella. And this is something that we'll be launching over the course of the next year. And, you know, if you, uh, we're very ambitious people. Uh, we think it might be as big as one of the, the, the bigger social media platforms, or hopefully it can be. Yeah. But it's quite, uh, quite unique and interesting. Um, and it's now part of our group. So there's been an acquisition when it comes to that. And that's great. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very bold. It's very big. It's very innovative. But it's also very, very exciting. Um, well um, knowing
0: things. knowing you guys um watch this space because um
1: yeah <laughs> um,
0: sounds like this is definitely something that will grow as well
1: exactly and then so i've been as i said i can go on about new concepts for ages but one of the things that i'm proudest of and i think it's uh something we've wanted to do for for quite a long time um we we've always had the approach it's not you know it's about innovation but innovation on various fronts fronts but we Also, very, uh, we gravitate to technological solutions, and because thereof, and I think that also fueled our growth. And a lot of what we did in the past, we invested a lot of uh, money uh, to create functionality within our group that can assist us in terms of technological growth. So we have an incredible skill sets in those. departments, if you will, uh, functional skill sets. And what we've now started to do was to actually not segregate it because it still feeds into our main businesses, but we actually apply those as fully-fledged separate businesses. So it's almost like a a consultancy that can assist people uh, with digital solutions, whether that being marketing, coding, or anything like that. that to me is, I think, also one of the businesses that shows that's showing the most potential. And it's just reapplying the skill set that you've built up and shaping it into a fully-fledged business model in its own right. Because what it, what it did for us, and if you compare to how it's spent, and it's not just for travel companies, but how other companies are struggling to do what we what we did years ago, it shows that there's a lot of people out there with that need, or where it will really benefit their businesses. So, that's another thing that we've started.
0: So, that will be like an additional company, um, obviously, next to Expat as part of your group yes. of companies now, almost that you are basically yeah, putting together. And
1: that's it. That's um, And that's truly just the beginning. Whereas Expat Explore will always form the core of what we do in travel. Even though I think some of the concepts like uh, group tour shop will easily surpass expert explore very soon, uh, within a couple of years, I think uh, the potential with the others is so great and vast, and it speaks to again, as I always say, it speaks to our core, our fundamentals. Quintessentially, entrepreneurs, we innovative, we love new challenges, and that that's the type of stuff that makes us stick.
0: Great, right. so. Where can people find you? Obviously, on your website. Um, (laughs) If you want to give the website, um, it's expatexplore.com.
1: Expatexplore.com. Oh, there are so many different websites, expatexplore.com. The one I just referred to is createfo.com. So it's Uh, createfo.com. Railrocker and, well, Group Tour Shop. It's not GTS for short because there's another GTS out there. So it's grouptourshop.com. Anybody listening who's in travel, go and check it out. I think uh, you get a lot of uh, value out of that. Myself personally, my my person or my Facebook page of Jake's Merits is dedicated to for what I do for a living, so it's not really a personal page. And even my Instagram handle, handle, which is Jake's underscore Merits, you can follow me there because also what we're starting to do now is to be more vocal about what we do, and putting it out there because I think. Um, it's no use not talking about what the, what you do if you're so passionate about it. So, yeah, and those are some of the options uh, people might have to find us.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Jakes, it has been an absolute privilege talking to you. Since I know you as a friend, it's, you know, you, we, we sometimes just think of some, you know, I know you personally, and I know what a good guy you are. Um, you know, obviously, you and your wife, some of our best friends, so, But if I take a step back and just look at you from the outside, you know, this is amazing entrepreneurship that you and Carl have done. Um, all the different, you know, two guys in their 20s, two guys in their 20s deciding to build something from nothing. And now here's later, having a successful travel company with all these other new companies and things that you are adding to it. I think it's really so inspirational. Um, and it just tells anybody, you know, if you have a dream, if you have an idea, go for it. Um, you know um, um, because because it, it it can work, you know, believe in it and and yeah, you can make it happen. Um, and obviously, for anybody who is into travel, who want to see the world in an affordable way, but in an authentic way and enjoyable, way um where people really are interested in um in 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 showing you the best the place has to offer and giving you a real experience um do head to expat explore i um have been on one or two of the trips in the early days unfortunately not now with with small kids you know on multi-country country ones which i would have loved to um but obviously many of us have been and many people i've now have been so um I, I definitely recommend you. Um, thank you so much for your time. Speaking to me from sunny South Africa, our beautiful um, um, country, I wish you and call all the best of all the future endeavors that you have. And I hope that we can talk um, in a in a a few years again and um, and talk about um, where we are now with all these things that you are literally also starting up together with the travel company
1: thank you Liesl it's been great being on on your one of your first podcasts and um you're talking about entrepreneurship you know starting up something like this it's it might seem like a bold step but that's exactly what it's what it's about i mean it's no point not doing it Get in and do it. And that's uh, so I admire you for that. And I'm really honored to be one of your very first guests.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Jakes. Thank See you. you soon again. Bye. Bye.